Nice baggy senses tell me this is gonna get fucking tasty, baby. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. There's a slice of cheese, Minigoji and Sopolis. I have a dream. Arnie Cut. Bartler. Eh. The fella in the green and white short. The guys up in the joy have asked to be put back in their cells. <laughs> <laughs> if you stop waffling, we might get some work done. He has the goo blood. He has the goo blood. Get out! Get out, man! You ain't that. Let me add a little bit of spice to that. Is he a fucking spice? My grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bike. I think I'm a special one. I'm the normal one. I never knew stuck with that good. Hello, good evening and welcome. To the latest edition of the OnlyFans Football Podcast, episode 16. The Tony Fans 2, I'm joined today, of course, as per usual, with Kieran. Um, What's that supposed to mean? Tony Fans 2, because Ivan Tony, of course, didn't get called up to the World Cup. Scored twice against Man City in the game in which Brentford won 2-1. We will discuss that momentarily with Kieran. Please leave your confusion at the door. How are you, my friend? That's not possible, Adam. Um, <laughs> I'm not too bad, but a bit shook today, a bit shook today, not going to lie, mm. yesterday was rough, um, shout out to the people trying to kill me in the tree arena, one of them sitting beside me, um, who served me copious amounts of alcohol, as to the ode to the hangover on Tuesday, Tuesday evening, I'm hungover, how, how, how bad life right now is it, that it's a Tuesday evening I'm hungover, at it. but um, yeah, not too bad to answer your question. I would, I would say that that's a good thing, Kieran, to be hung over on Tuesday. Yeah, it's very very unnatural though. It feels mm. it feels wrong. Mm. Another thing that feels wrong is the World Cup just around the corner. It is just around the corner, Kieran, and we will have a special World Cup um, preview coming out this Friday, please God, um, in which myself and Kieran will be discussing all things World Cup. But yeah, Kieran, other than that, I need to get anything else last week or. Are you still just are you still just reeling from last night? Kendrick Lamar, of course, on in Trey Rainer, um yesterday evening, Kieran, he was very good, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was excellent. Um but his cousin isn't that great, not gonna lie. I think his <laughs> name's Baby Keem or something. <laughs> he was so bad last night. Mm. Um I'd say one of the lads said, I think it was Phil said that um if if he wasn't Kendrick's cousin he'd be working at McDonald's. <laughs> so that's that's the way I, I seen it. Um, but yeah, to be honest with you, Adam, I didn't get up to much this week. My week consists of I started a new job, mm. so that was that was a plus. Congratulations! Um, yeah, <laughs> nice to be employed, you know. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, it consisted of working from home, and one of the great perks of working from home is the comfort, Adam. Mm. I find I I like working from the comfort of my own home. So yeah, my week consisted of that, um, and then obviously you had the shells match. On Sunday. on Sunday, yes. Don't dude. mention the war, says I. <laughs> um, Shell's losing 4 0 to Derry. That was a very interesting watch. Um, I was in the seated area. I think Adam was standing in the Shell Vultures. He was, we um, were in the south stand. Yeah, and then, yes, they had Kendrick, obviously, but yeah, that Shell's game, I'm sure, is, is what the talking point is of your week, I presume. Mm, yeah, it was, come here, it was a, a very. 
I suppose anticlimactic end to the season in a way for Shells. Just felt like maybe the the occasion got better for some of the players, and it's a young side, so you, you can't really give out too much there. Very good young side, and um, I think Derry are on a different trajectory at the minute as opposed to Shells. Like I think Shells will want to um, kind of get to Derry's level in the sense in years to come, and obviously Derry have great backing with their owners and stuff, and Shells hopefully will be in the same vein. I think. Um, the owners of Southampton seemingly are investing in the squad but I can't fault the effort the lads just the occasion got better, the better shells on Sunday and to be honest with you this, at the start of the season if you had said shells will stay up Tolga Park will be saved and we'll get a day on the Aviva you know I think every hand would have been bitten off on Tolga because everyone would have taken it so um, very grateful for the team and look at the opportunities I've gotten this season to Represent club in a media kind of standpoint has really given me, given me something to work towards, and it's it's given me a new vein of life, and it's it's something that I really appreciate. So, yeah, Sunday wasn't to be, it wasn't our day, but it's it's not the end, and I think a lot of the players will learn from it and, and move on. But apart from that, Kieran, I'm I'm sat here with you, and I'm quite tired. It's been a long few days. That's very insulting, um, to be honest. No, it's not. It's, it's yeah. not. I was extremely hungover yesterday. <laughs> um, Mary Max and Ballsbridge does lovely Guinness. Um, and we had to suffer through a United match after the Shells match so you can just imagine how disappointed I was on Sunday evening now um, it was great crack actually those points after the game really fucking helped the situation to be honest because I would have probably gone home and just wallowed in and be like oh Jesus that was what the fuck but the points after really make you kind of uh, appreciate the, the things in life and you know I think Clarkie came out on the YouTube for Shells and said look at at the end of the day it's, it's 22 men running after ball it's <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot bigger things to life than in a game of football, and I think it's it's a good representation of where shells are, and it's a good representation of where hopefully shells will, will go and um, aspire to be like there in the future. But yeah, apart from that, Kieran, working away in three, I'm very tired. But yeah, other than that, I'm, I'm alive and uh, kicking. The first game of the weekend, Adam. It was a, a Premier League weekend. Goal packed, I would describe it as. And the the one before was as well. The last few weekends have been good. Yeah. Um, and I think it's the uh, lack of concentration coming up to the World Cup that is leading to so many league goals. The first game of the weekend was indeed Brentford against Man City at the Etihad Stadium, Adam. Mm. I was sat here watching it at home. Um, I know you were out and about. I, I don't know what you were doing, Adam. Were, were I was in work, yeah. Oh, yeah, you were in work, yeah. <laughs> There was and a show on. There was a show on, and myself and Connor, shout out to Connor, um, one of the young apprentices in work around. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like Joe Rogan times a hundred. What a guy! Um, we were watch, we were sat watching the match on his phone outside Centra, and it was one all at the time. And we, like you're, you're gonna talk about the goals in a minute, but we literally said, "Oh, see, you're gonna score now," and we had to fuck that. Turned it off. When we got back into the building. When we got back into the building. Brentford had scored. We we're like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was one of them games, though, Adam. Mm. Um, it was it was a great game of football. Like you're talking about two contrasting styles. Obviously, City were the attackers in this game. They were the ones making all the passes, making all the moves against Brentford. But Brentford, contrastingly, defended very aggressively, and that's what I liked about this performance. It was an aggressive defensive performance they were touch tight to every mm. player and they were touch tight to De Bruyne that's what I I sort of liked about this performance the tactic was to cut off the supply line to Haaland mm. and it worked Adam yeah it no, worked, it worked absolutely. very effectively 
Um, I think they had two or three men on De Bruyne at one time. Mm. So it was, it was a bit crazy. And Tony puts them ahead. It's a bit of a looping ball. Mm. Um, I think Laporte is in the way. And it sort of hits off his head and hits Tony's head then afterwards. Mm. Good finish though. Loop, loop and header. Mm. And then um, it was City who got back into the game through a Foden wonder goal. It was an unbelievable yeah, goal. I think it was left footed. Strike top bins. Mm. I remember saying that is unbelievable. Um, it was such a good goal, and I wouldn't really come out with that that over enthusiastic response for City that often. But I was like, yeah. wow, no, it was a great finish. What a strike! Um, it was unusual to the goals they usually score, which is usually <laughs> out to the fullback or out but, to the Brian passing yeah. and hold on top end. So yeah, it it's good. what they needed though, and I think it showed that. It showed how well Brentford defended that they just frustrated the life out of them, and it, it took a goal like that to kind of get them back into it. And yeah, you'll see, you'll see for the winner for Brentford, it was it was a great counter attack, wasn't it? Yeah, and City were on the attack the whole game before, but it was the man, the namesake of the episode, Ivan Tony, who had the final word. Again, a corner situation. This is what I was talking about: a touch of twenty from the corners, and they break from it. Mm. And I think it's just the Silva who gets ends up with the ball. And he does brilliantly. I thought he did really well to find Tony in the box because I think there was three or four City defenders in the box. Yeah. And Tony makes the move and Josh De Silva spots him and he scores. And we know the rest. 98 minute puts his, his hands in his ears mm. as if to say, uh, What was it? What I seen something staring into Southgate's soul. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, to be honest with you. 2 1 Brentford. He dealt really well with the coin of. Admission from the squad, I thought, because I'm a big fan of Callum Wilson. I'm a big fan of Mark Strashford as well, to an extent. They're very good players. But England got as far as the final last time in the Euros, and it was three penalties that let them down. Should England get that far again, and it gets extra time, and they need someone to take a penalty, surely you're going Ivan Warm up there, or you, you could even be on the pitch beforehand. You've seen that goal, yeah, the second goal. The second goal was movement's unbelievable. Yeah. And I don't think Rashford makes that movement. I don't think Callum Wilson makes that movement. Like, it, he's a different type of player. and I think he's in his class of his own above those two players. I, th- I think he is. I think Kane's obviously at the top for England. And then mm. beneath Kane is, is, is Tan- uh, not Tony Abraham, is Ivan Tony. And then beneath him is the likes of Abraham and Callum Wilson, etc. I so agree with that. I just, think, I just think it's very unfortunate for him. And typical of the English media. The week of the squad announcement, they they come out with a betting scandal towards them, yeah. which turned out I think to be false in the end. Um, but yeah, typical English media there. But yeah, great win for Brentford and uh, yeah, really delighted for Ivan Tony. We are picking our team of the season so far later on, and a spoiler, he is in mine. I suppose we'll move on from there. Three PM kickoff. We Brentford. will. We'll go to Liverpool three. Yes. Southampton one. Roberto Firmino and Darren Nunes on the score sheet twice. For Liverpool and a Chey Adams goal sandwich in between there at some stage. Um, it was 1 0 to Liverpool, six minutes in, a Robertson assist from the right hand side, and it was a lovely for me, you know, looping header. Um, he connected with it well, but I, I do think Bazuna could have done better. I didn't think he got down well enough. Um, and it, it was like the goal last week against Newcastle where the ball kind of just trickled in. And I, I said that in the podcast last week about the Newcastle goal, I forget who scored it now. Just bear with me for a second. Um, I think it was, it was Grimara's goal. It was, or sorry, not it was Willock's goal, and it was actually a lovely pass by Trippier to get that ball in. 
um, and I kind of underrated that. So if there's any Newcastle fans listening, I'm sorry about that. But um, <laughs> I just think Bazuna could do better in, in situations like that because it's not like the ball rival passing. It was a lovely placed header. Don't get me wrong, right into the corner. But it felt like it trickled in. It felt like it didn't go straight in. It kind of took a few bounces before it went in. I just thought Bazuna could have got gone through a bit better. Um, Firmino then gives away a stupid free kick. It was very petulant. He just takes down, I think it was Perrault, the French fellow off of Southampton. And um, Ward Prowse, another England obmission from the squad with the cross. Liverpool tried to play offside from the free kick. And Che Adams times his run to perfection, heads it in just before Alisson could get it. Um, Liverpool then, to be honest with you, for the rest of the first half, just took control. Mm. Um, Nunes was full of running, he was really good in the game. There was one part of the game where he got past, like, he, he started the run from his own half and got past two or three Southampton players, crosses it in with his left foot. And this is where Bazuna was great now, in fairness to him, makes himself really big. Salah takes a shot in and, and Bazuna just saves really well. But it was 2 1 to Liverpool then, true. Darwin Nunes um, was a lovely clipped ball. Um, lovely delicate ball over the defence by Harvey Elliott and it was a lo- did you see the goal lovely first time finish was left foot Nunes Nunes yeah lovely finish Can't from be. him and <laughs> and then he made a 3-1 then and this was a tap in it was Robertson from the left this time and, and it was I literally have written down here and Nunes tap in the first goal he scored was really well taken oh sorry yeah I meant the second one the, the first <laughs> the one first was one left into the was, corner was left yeah 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 I vaguely remember this it was chipped over by Elliot and it was a lovely um, first time finish on his, on his week or four um, for Nunes and he's really coming into his own at Liverpool at the minute. Um, Southampton in the second half had three really good chances. I think Elianusi, Walcott and then Che Adams as well. The Che Adams chance was really was a really good save by Alisson. Um, in from the right, I think it was from Walcott and Adams heads it down and it was Alisson gets down so quickly with his right hand. Stops him from going in. Yeah, another unbelievable performance from Allison and uh, good three points for Liverpool who leapfrog Chelsea, find themselves in six now. Far from convincing so far this season, Liverpool. You know, we look at they're in sixth and you look at Arsenal who are forced. Arsenal have twice the amount of wins, which is quite, it's quite unbelievable. But um, yeah, just it's only fourteen games in, which I think people um have to realise as well. And yeah, I, I do think this Liverpool side will come good eventually, as I've said the whole time but yeah good win at home Southampton very pleased with it yeah what's next have you got any 3 o'clock kickoffs I don't think I do I have I have, um, I have, the, I have Newcastle Chelsea and then I have Wolves Arsenal which was a they would like kickoff half eight half eight kickoff right so I have spores four Leeds three um, some squeak oh god man Leeds were ahead in this game three times Man, and they fucked it away. Like, Cracking game of football, though. Great game of football, but some of the defending and some of the goalkeeping as well from both teams, like two French French lads and goal. There's definitely a correlation there between the shitness of the goalkeeping <laughs> and then um, being French. You mean? Yeah, <laughs> there has to be. Has to be. Um, Harry Kane, Ben Davis, and Rodrigo Bentancur were all on score sheet for Spurs as they, as they came from behind multiple occasions. Somerville. Got the goal early on for Leeds, 10 minutes in. It was a good play by Aronson who gets the ball through the sports defenders. 
and <laughs> Eric Dyer. I don't know what he's doing here. So annoying. Oh, God. <laughs> he, he, he had a great assist last week for Salah, so. Oh, Tomori doesn't get into the World Cup squad, by the way. He stands off, he stands off of Somerville. Like, gives him so much space. And then Lloris is beating at the near post. It's just, oh, God. Um, Kane makes it 1-1 then. And Meslier, oh, it's a tough one. Um, I thought it was a foul on, on him, but I remember it happened last season with Allison away to West Ham where players just crowding him in and he couldn't. He punches the ball. He gets taken out, but the ref gave the goal. I think Zuma scored. So it's, it's one of them. Like The referees give them on the off chance. You know, he was taken out by the Spurs defenders, but... The referee just went, ah, no, I'm sure Harry Kane's after scoring, so I'll have to give it. So, 1-1 did definitely look like a foul on Meslier. And Rodrigo makes it 2-1 then from a second phase from a corner. And ball chip back over the top of the Spurs defence. Spurs, again, the Spurs side are so, like, I'd be so frustrated watching these guys because even getting out from the fence, they were so slow getting out. Like, so slow and they give... Give Rodrigo so much space and he puts it away. Yeah. Really nice goal. Ben Davies then makes it 2 2 excuse me. Um, Kulisevsky does really well on the right hand side. Kane has a shot blocked and it falls to Ben Davies. And again. The keeper wasn't good. Oh, God. Yeah. Meslier again. The French lads in goal, I swear to God. 3 2 down to Leeds. Taking the lead again for the third time. Um, Leeds win a high up the pitch. Rocket does really well. Gives it into Rodrigo and he puts it away. Oh, it's a great finish appearance. Larry's could do nothing about it. it was put out his reach um, into the far corner and yeah, Rodrigo made a 3-2. But then a couple of moments of madness. Leeds make a few substitutions. Jesse Marsh thinks um, he's taking time out or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and he um, just brings on defenders, defenders who can't fucking defend. And the goal comes from a dirty cross from the right-hand side. Um, half cleared by Leeds and Benton Cole with the shot. I think it takes deflection and goes in, so there's not a lot Meslier can do. But again, just the defender was woeful. And then obviously the last goal, Kane gives it to Kulisevsky, who makes Robin Cock commit. And what I mean by that is he makes him make the challenge. Fuck off, <laughs> he, he makes him make the challenge. And he just when he when he goes in on, on Kulisevsky, he just he just leaves so much space. Um interesting. And lays it off. Rodrigo Bentancourt he taps it in to make a 4-3 um, I mean it was a great game at Barclays it looked great in the Premiership years but when you look at some of the goals and some of the defending it's just fucking dreadful there's a pattern with Leeds and Gassin goals though mm. the last few games mm. it's their style of play it's like press press everyone up the pitch and then just leave two people back. Mm. It's so stupid. It's like it's worse than Bielsa. It's so it's it, like it's ignorant to the league they're playing in at times. Like I, I like Marsh, I really do. And like I remember we had Ian on a couple of week, weeks ago and he was saying, you know, they need to invest. But they spend they spend one of the, the highest amount of money in, in the fucking transfer now. This window. So what more do you want? I'm not saying that directly at Ian. I mean Leeds in general. They need better recruitment. They do, but like um, Aronson's been great. Aronson's been good. Tyrell Adams gets sent off the end for kicking. I think it's Bentancourt, and I said he texted Ian saying he, that fella definitely thinks there's another game. There's another game week in Premier League coming. He, he thinks the World Cup's miles away. And um, wanted to be suspended, but uh, yeah, it was silly from Tyrell Adams. But yeah, I I I think Leeds be alright. I do, but it's just some of the defending is is fucking 
Zash was like, I, I, it, it's mind blown. <sighs> Speaking of a team that needs better recruitment, as he Newcastle won, Chelsea nil, two hundred and fifty million spent to Newcastle's what one forty. Really, that's all in the summer, yeah. Okay. So um, I don't know. I don't know, man. This one hurt. Mm. This one really hurt, Adam. This one really hurt. We uh, moved down to sixth in the table, or sorry, eighth in the table below Brighton, the team that Potter left. Now, Chelsea couldn't get the ball or break through the press. The first 25 minutes I watched, we were in work for this, of course. I, I chose to go to work because I knew we'd lose. Um, Gallagher had one chance, and that was it, the whole game. Mm. for Chelsea and I think that that's not good like it's, it doesn't bode well from going to dominating games with 70% possession to having less than 50% possession in the game that's worrying it's very worrying and a Newcastle goal comes through Almiron who was on unbelievable form another assist for him he just runs through the middle of the pitch and finds is it Joe Willock he leaves it for Joe Willock mm. but Willock buries it one of the goals of the weekend fantastic goal mm. it is right and he's a player who's really excelled under Eddie Howe as well. And then, yeah, I just thought it was a great performance from them in general. Um, can't really fault their display. Mm. Nick Pope, great in goal again. Um, their defence, unbelievable. Their defence, solid, Botman. I loved... Don't notice him. <laughs> I loved the last few minutes of this game. I don't know, I know, you, I know we were in work, so I don't know if you've seen it, but I, I was looking back at the game. The last few minutes, like Ragball Rovers, Newcastle were just clattering into the Chelsea players and like throwing their lo- lives on the lines and their bodies on the line. It was, to be honest with you, it was fucking great from them. Um, we're we're going to be talking about our team the season so far in a minute. Um, I know Arsenal are top, doing unbelievable stuff. Newcastle for me so far have been the best team to watch at times this season. In my in, in my team this season, I have five Newcastle players. Like, and I did not think I'd be saying that at the start of August. You know, so it's a real testament to how they played the weekend. Yeah, they played us off the park, Adam. The Chelsea perspective is a lot of these players aren't fit to wear the shirt. Like, you look at our top scorers: Sterling, hmm. Havertz, three goals. That's absolutely ridiculous. We're fifteen games into the season. That is that is terrible, and they're arguably our worst players. Mm. They're some of the worst signings Chelsea has ever bought. I I, I say that honestly mm. and with heart, mm. but I think it's true. Deep down, we know Havertz is a flop. Deep down, we know like he's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but he's not at our level. You know, I I don't think he's good. I I don't. Well, I I agree. I think he has his moments. I just don't think Chelsea know how to deploy him. Maybe not. I don't think they know how to use him, and I'm not saying. I thought Tuchel got a bit out of him, but. There's just times when I look at Havertz and he's just he just looks like he doesn't give a fuck like he just looks a bit weak. That's the way I see him. Like he just mm. on the ball he can't hold up. He can't. He, he's one of the most dispossessed dispossessed players in the league. Mm. So was Sterling. It's like these players don't have technical skills. I, f- to keep I, f- the ball. I find with Havertz though sometimes like the ball will be played up to him and he'll lose it and he'll just go. Okay. Yeah, that's one problem though. You know the, what attitude. I mean? the attitude's stinking. Um. But yeah, I'm, I'm all behind Potter though. I think I've been consistent with back a manager and stick with and I want that culture to, set, to change. So I'm all, all behind Potter. Mm. I think we should just ride out the storm, let them get rid of players, bring in um, more talent into mm. this team, get rid of all the shy. 
such as the players with stinking attitudes that we spoke of. Mm. So, yeah, that's my opinion on it in general. Yeah, and as you said, Kieran, you have the Arsenal Wolves game. So, if we just look at the other three o'clockers quickly. Bournemouth 3, everything nil. Forest 1, Palace nil. West Ham nil. Leicester 2. Leicester having a bit of a renaissance as well, actually. Alex Awobi, Kieran, throwing his jersey into the Bournemouth away end on. Saturday afternoon, only to have a thrown back at him. Um, obviously, Philly Mangan wasn't in the crowd. We're sending a cake. The Wobie enthusiasts. I know we were talking about Everton being good defensively, man. But in actual fact, they've actually been fucking shy. <laughs> I, I don't think they've been good all season, to be honest. They've got away with it with a few counter attacking performances. Oh, they don't have a solid play mm. Lampard doesn't look like improving them in any way I think he's in big trouble he's lucky there's a World Cup mm, absolutely um, but we move on Kieran absolutely Wolves nil Ars Martin Odegaard 2 yes mm. and uh, he's a fabulous player but um, <laughs> yeah Guedes mm. shout of a penalty we'll start off with that um, I think it was a penalty from Saliba I think <laughs> Sorry. He goes through the back of them. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I think this could have been a different game if they got that penalty, but nonetheless, I think Arsenal dominated anyway, so who gives a fuck, really? Sorry, <laughs> I, sorry I shouldn't have cursed. But, um, yeah, Gwen I don't is. Think, I don't think anyone cared if the boy turned girl. Right, yeah. <laughs> so who gives a fuck? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> so who gives a fuck, really? I mean. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know, Adam. Uh, Gwedes should have had a penalty but <laughs> move on from the fucking penalty will you Jesus Christ man God's sake but yeah Gwedes should have um... <laughs> but yeah the, I thought the first goal was so well worth man not gonna lie I think it was Gabriel Jesus who plays the ball through to Vieira and Vieira crosses over to Odegaard with a tap in and I just think Arsenal's what would you, what would you, cogs in the wheel mm. They're, they're just flowing at the moment. They're just a flowing football side. Um, what a goal from Odegaard. Well worked team goal. And the second goal was good work from Martinelli to win the ball back. And then a bit of a scramble in the box. And it comes out to Odegaard and he just buries it. Yeah. But nothing to write home about otherwise. Another Arsenal win. I suppose the main question to take away from it is can they do it? No. Well, no. They can. Obviously they can do it. Whether they win or not is another thing. Like they, they're five points clear at the minute now, aren't they? I think we should be telling them they can do it though, because then they might might do it. We had, we had a chap at the bar last night. Didn't get his name. Sounds like um, Garen from TikTok. What's Garen's second name? Garen Noon. Garen Noon. Shout out King. Um, <laughs> sounds, sounds like him. <laughs> and um, for anyone who hasn't looked at Garen on TikTok, what oh, he's, he's fucking great. hilarious. Yeah. Um, but this the chap at the bar last night. Sounds like him, and he was wearing an Arsenal jersey, and obviously like we started chatting about Arsenal and. The thing with Arsenal this season, right, and this could be why in my team this season there's only two in a minute. It feels like Arsenal haven't had one standout player, if, other than maybe Saliba. But going forward, it doesn't look like they've had, like Martinelli's had good spells, Saka's had good spells, Jesus had good spells, Odegaard had a great game the weekend. It just feels like consistently they're building, they're building, they're building. And... I don't think look we're 14 games in I don't think they'll win the league I firmly believe that I'm um, saying on the record right now I think Arsenal will win the league ok 
I'll just have that. I, I, after this after the Chelsea game, I thought they'd win the league. I just I think just, that nobody's going to stop them. Yeah, I, I tell you who'll stop them. A Norwegian king named Erling Haaland will stop them. We'll see, but even then, they're winning every game they should win. That's what makes me think they're going to win. Like, if you look at... As, other, oppo- as opposed to when they weren't winning games, they should win. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just get that vibe. I know, I know. I, and I, they're winning I, the big I, games now. I just don't think it's sustained with them. I just don't think... I still think Man City will, will come in and win. I, I just can't see a world where Arsenal win this league. Right. I just think there's too much quality. Like, if they do, by the way, it'll be one of the best achievements ever from, from a manager in terms of Mikel Arteta's work. Like, um, I just don't I just don't think it's, I just don't think they're going to sustain it, to be honest. I'd be well up for being proven wrong. No better. Prove me wrong, Arsenal will do it. But I just think Man City have more quality and as the season will, will wear on I just think they'll they'll catch up with them and they'll when Ar- when they play Arsenal that game is going to be the litmus test. Right. If Arsenal win or draw that, you're going like okay, then something might happen there. But we could very well see City beating them like four or five really. Like, that that's how they work like that's how City operate maybe. So it'd be interesting. We move on to Sunday Kieran um, post shells losing the cup final. We found ourselves <laughs> in Mary Max. Watching Fulham lose two one to Manchester United. It was Christian Eriksen on the go- on the score sheet. Excuse me. Um, early on for United, fourteen minutes in, he won it. I think it was won back by Casemiro midfield actually. And Bruno has a shot deflected, and it falls perfectly to Eriksen. He just slots it away to make it one nil. To be fair, from then on, United had two or three chances they could have really put Fulham away. They didn't. Um, Eriksen particularly had a, a great chance just before the half ended and it was like you know the way he does it sometimes where he passes the ball into the net and he just literally inch wide and uh, yeah Fulham go in one down Fulham though come out second half much the better side and even up to you know he got the winner I thought Fulham looked more likely um, Tim Ream at one point nearly scored an overhead kick which would have been <laughs> so fucking surreal random, Dan James random, yeah, <laughs> Dan James makes it 1-1 um, William William Gives it to Tom Kearney, who crosses to Don James, um, who taps it in. Um, Luke Shaw switched off at the back post, but nothing to be said about that because he's not from Liverpool and doesn't play right back. And his name isn't Trent Alexander-Arnold, but we'll get over that. Um, Scott McTominay misses an absolute sitter. An absolute sitter. Um, I think it was Shaw that actually crossed it, funny enough. And McTominay has the goal at his mercy and heads it over. Um but it was it was Garnacho who makes it two one in the ninety third minute. Um, he gives it to Ericsson and Ericsson plays it through like the eye of a needle, and it looks like he's playing it towards Shaw. And obviously Shaw was offside when Ericsson passed it, but Garnacho just takes off. Like I mean, I've never seen anyone run as quick in my life. Takes off, gets in front of Mbappé, um, slots it beneath Leno. Um, I thought Leno could have done better. Now in fairness, I did really think they could have. He could have done better. But it's, it's Brian Leno and he's bang average so that's for us. And that's that's the Premier League this weekend. Obviously the other Sunday game, Kieran. Yeah. Was Brighton won, Aston Villa two. Um great away win for Unai Emery who's done unbelievable since coming in, to be fair to him. Um any thoughts on Garnacho and United, Kieran? And the Ronaldo situation I suppose as well. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about that. For context, Ronaldo has come out and spoke against Man United 
on Pierce Morgan's uncensored show mm, of all people <laughs> um, and that's going to be released tomorrow so the full interview is announced mm. a lot of um, a lot of slander clips. yeah um, he's ruining his legacy isn't he he's really ruining his United legacy not that he'll give a shot now to be fair but like a lot of what he says is about the Glazers and about how the training ground is still the same as when he first came to United and stuff like that and I think Dave was Dave said it a while ago to me is like for all the money that you know he was spent, it's the likes of a training ground, and that's why City have been so good recently in recent years because they have the facilities, they have everything that a club, a kind of a top club needs, and that's what every other club's aspiring to. And Ronaldo's like, you know, it's not up to scratch. It's simply not up to scratch, and um, the facilities are still the same since when he came in two thousand three or whenever it was. So it's look at that's the systematic problems at United and. Like I, I don't really care to be honest, but I, I think he raises some good points though. Mm. If it needs to be heard, it needs to be said. He's, he's came out and said it, and mm. um, but at the same time he's under contract, so I'm I'm kind of ethically ethically against something like that. I think a player should be professional and mm. not speak out against the club he's playing for. And he was paying him like ungodly amounts of money as well. Yeah, you know, there's talks of his contract being ripped up now and stuff. So, um. Like he might get what he wants, but we we'll talked about it in the World Cup preview. But I think Portugal could have a, a rocky campaign. Mm, um, but yeah, we'll move into our goal of the week, Adam. Um, do you know what? Against my goodwill, I'm gonna give it to Garnacho. I just thought the speed he took off. A speed calls him Nacho. Nacho. Yeah. Um, the speed he took off was unbelievable. Um, and it, look, it's a great finish, and he was a constant threat when he came on. He's a very good player. Um, definitely want to watch for United, but yeah, I'm gonna give my uh, goal of the week to Carnacho. Yeah, um, that was a great goal. I thought about was it Willock's goal against Chelsea? I thought that was a great goal, but mm. I'm gonna give it to Foden's goal yeah. against Brentford. I thought it was unbelievable. Mm. I was gonna give it to Ivan Tony as well, but I'm gonna give him my goal of the week. Carl. Likewise. This fella Ronaldo is a cod. And our cod of the week this week is... Ronaldo. The Cristiano. Yes, um, you heard that right. Eamon Dumphy's first words. <laughs> He's a cod, that fella, and he was right. Neither of us really give a shit because we don't support United, but I just think this week of all weeks, the week before the World Cup comes, it's very um, arrogant, which I suppose he is, but... Um, yeah, Ronaldo, he's disrespected the club over 10 times this season. And, uh, he's a first-time offender of Cod of the Week, Carol. <laughs> first-time offender? Well, actually, he's a second-time offender because he is the OG. Con, you he must is, remember. He is, he is the OG, Cod. <laughs> right, Kiron. moving on now to our Premier League. Team of the season so far... Um, I'm not usually a fan of things like this, Kieran, but everyone's doing it, so you may as well follow the trend and be a sheep. Um, it's been <laughs> it's been a good season for I'd say a lot of teams, um, and it's been an interesting season. Obviously, Arsenal find themselves top of the league with five points ahead of Manchester City, Newcastle, and Tour on thirty points, far exceeding their probably um, expectations at the start of the season. Um, it's been a few standout players from the likes of Brentford 
Brighton, Liverpool, Man United, they've all had decent players this season. And yeah, we'll, we'll get into it straight away, Kieran. Do you want to start us off with your goalkeeping position or what, what formation are you playing, Kieran? I'm actually going for a 4-3-3. Yeah. In goal, Adam, mm. I have Francis. Pope Francis. Nick, Fo- Nick Pope. Nick Pope. Um, I think he's been excellent so far this season. Mm. Every time I watch him, he's so good for Newcastle. And to tell you what I like about him, he just has a bit of a presence, a bit of an aura about him mm. as a keeper. And I think, arguably, you could say Ramsdale or Allison for this position. Yeah. Um, but I've gone with Nick Pope. Mm. Most clean sheets. Mm. 81.5%. Save percentage, mm. helped by the defense, of course. But every time I watch him this season, it's that presence in goal. So I've gone for him. Yeah, well, I thought you were going to go with Kepa, just because of lol. Yeah, just for Kieran <laughs> picks Chelsea players. Um, but I also thought you'd go with Pope. I thought Pope was going to be your pick. So to be contrary, I went with Allison, um, because I think he's been Liverpool's best player this season. In the games that Liverpool have lost this season, I don't think you could really point a finger at him. I don't think he's had a, a bad performance. Um, in a Liverpool jersey this season um, there's been times where he's been la- laid bare as well where he's been just exposed by the lack of defending from the Liverpool defenders but he's still had a great season um, and I think without him Liverpool will be in a far worse position than what they are for my money he's the best goalkeeper in the league um, and yeah I think Liverpool are very very lucky to have him and would be much worse off without him so yeah I'm going to go with Alisson Becker as my goalkeeper Kieran Right, right back. I've gone. Um, yeah, fuck it, Reese James. <laughs> he's without a doubt the best right back in the league. I'm saying this with a hundred percent confidence. Um, oh. He's only played seven games in the league this season, but to be honest with you, he's the only player in Chelsea's team that's world class. So I've gone for Reese James. Um, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think there's an argument here really. Ever since Reese James is out of the team and got injured we have been worse and we've lost every game so you cannot tell me that Reese James is not the cog in Chelsea's wheel you cannot tell me that I'm Yo, sorry what has he what has he done to deserve to be in the team is be, he's, he's been great in every game I don't know he's been that. so consistent mm. he's the only Chelsea player that looks consistent he's the only Chelsea player that's worthy sort of like Alisson mm. for you mm. he's the only Chelsea player that's actually done something this season and play well. But what what is that thing that he's done? That that'd be he's like, what I'd be querying. He runs our, our whole team. Mm. He's the the player that every attack comes through or every mm. like build up a play go, goes through. That's the way I see him. He's like our best player. Yeah. It's just as simple as that for me. So is it a case of <clears throat> he's just Chelsea's best player, so that's why he's in or No, he's the league's best right back as well. Oh, I don't think so. Him not and this Trippier. season. I think yeah. Trippier has been better. Trippier is well, in Trippier. my team. Trippier is in my team. First of all, for consistency because he's played so many games. Um, so he's, he's your right back. Oh yeah, he's my right back. He's right he's back. been the best player in the league, best right back in the league this season. Um, I don't think he's the best right back overall, but I definitely think this season, you know, like zoning in on this season in particular, I think he's been great. You know, the goal against Man City at the start of the season was unbelievable, wasn't it? And I don't think Almiron's had the season that he's had without Trippier. Um, even the assist last week for Bruno Gomez or Joe Willock against Southampton. Sorry, he just he's just full of good moments this season, and it's very random that he's just decided to pick up this form as the World Cup's coming. But uh, no, he's he's been for my money the best uh, right back in the Premier League this season. So yeah, do you want to say your two centre halves or just one? Or I'm going to say my two. Go I'm on. to speed up a bit. Don't want to keep people all day. But um, I've gone for Botman and I've gone for Saliba. Yeah, no, I, I've gone for the exact same. 
I think it's fairly yeah. fairly standard why I think um, Arsenal have been a team this season where I, I don't know if, if they've had too many you know shining stars in the sense of individually they've been great um, as a team they've been unbelievable uh, more like working as a unit they've been great um, but I think Saliba is that one player who's just been consistently unbelievable all season um, I think for both teams that's the difference maker for them so you have Botman mm. and who's the difference maker for Newcastle who's yeah. made him a better team and I think Saliba's the same mm. they brought him in this season and mm. I think he's that player that's pushed them on yeah absolutely that's the yeah. way I see it I think as well you look at Arsenal as the years have gone by they've struggled in that position um, but yeah I think Sven Botman on the other hand came into Newcastle for a big price they wanted him they were willing to wait for him and they, they got him in the end yeah he's, he's been unbelievable this season and uh, he's definitely a, a Premier League centre half to keep an eye on um, for years to come Kieran do you want to go to your left back yeah I've gone for Cancelo left back right for me he's the best full back in England mm-hmm. one of the highlights of this season for me was his assist for Haaland against Dortmund yeah where he sort of swung the ball in uh, off his right mm. Um, I thought that was an unbelievable assist yeah for me he does the job two goals one assist in the Prem and then four assists in the Champions League I think mm. it's sort of like uh, Reese James with Chelsea I think a lot of the players come through Cancelo mm-hmm. definitely one of the best fullbacks in the league and I've put him in the team for the mm. half season and I think look no doubt Cancelo's ability he's an unbelievable player but I think this season I think it's frailties I've been showing at times my left back of the season so far is Dan Bourne big Dan Bourne I believe he has three full fingers on the hands I think he has like half a finger or something like that oh. Um, he seems like a lovely fella he's a big man <laughs> that's an interesting uh, I, know, I don't know why I said that I heard it before um, he's a very good player is Dan Bourne he's a tall tall man he's like a giant a playing left back and that's exactly what he's done he's, he's blocked everything he's headed things away he's done well up the end of the pitch as well and um, yeah, I just think Dan Bourne for Newcastle. I don't think, I don't think the balance without Dan Bourne is there, and he's been crucial to them when he's played. And yeah, that's I'll go with Dan Bourne's my left back. Kieran, your three in midfield. I've gone here in midfield. I've gone two Arsenal players. I've gone oh. for one City. I've gone Odegaard. Mm. I think he's Arsenal standout midfielder this season. Mm. I think he's got it all. Shot pass and low centre gravity, all you want from a playmaker, and he's got six goals, two assists this season. Another guy I've gone with is Partey in this midfield. I think without the midfield, you can't win games. And for me, this is where Arsenal have really improved. Mm. I think the inclusion of Partey, the fact that he's settled in this season, I think he's doing really well from standout game against Chelsea that time. People are having their little spare Arsenal, but um, I think these two players really, really good. Not gone for Shaka with a spy, I don't like Shaka. Um, <laughs> And De Bruyne, mm. nine assists, three goals this season. Yeah, I think that's unbelievable. That speaks for itself. Mm. Every time you look at De Bruyne, even it's a testament to how good he is. That Brentford tried to cut off the supply line to him on Saturday. Yeah. you know what I mean. So yeah. I think everything goes through him with City. So yeah, that's the midfield I've gone for. Yeah, I I've gone for a bit of balance. That midfield, midfield. I've gone for a Newcastle midfielder, an Arsenal midfielder, and a Man City midfielder. I've gone for Kevin De Bruyne. Look, you've talked about him there. I think we're looking at potentially. This is a bit of a big statement. I think we're looking at maybe the best midfielder to ever play in the Premier League. And it, look at you look at his assists and his goals record, and it's it's sensational. And you know a lot of 
a lot of people who've doubted him kind of go, well, Man City play most of the game and the opposition's half enemy, so obviously he's going to get more assists and stuff like that. But I think that's irrelevant. He has a wonderful rifle. Um, look, you named the stats there. He's been integral to how Haaland's slotted in for Man City as well. And I don't think Haaland performs as well as he does without De Bruyne. Um, I've gone for Xhaka. Out of being what I think is Arsenal's best midfielder this season, I think his redemption arc this season is unbelievable. I, look, at, he was a player a couple of years ago who left the pitch in anger, threw his armband on the ground. But this season he's been immense and I think he deserves all the credit. He's been great. And lastly, I've gone for, for me so far anyways, who I think has been the most integral part to Newcastle's success this season is Bruno Gomares. Um Going to the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> going to the World Cup. Keep that in. He, he's shy anyway. He going to the World Cup with Brazil, of course. Um, I would fancy him to start for Brazil. What a player. I, I just, I just, I'm just, I'm in awe of him every time I watch him. Confusing um, you. I know. Carrying not saying. There was, there was rumours of Liverpool being in from, and obviously they couldn't commit at the time because they were going for Diaz instead and you're looking at the forward line now for Liverpool and you're looking at Liverpool's midfield and you're like fucking hell I'd love Bruno Gomez and I, I really do rate him I think he's a very good player um, so yeah that's my three midfield Kieran do you want to go for your three forwards I'm going to go quickly through these because I think it speaks for itself mm. Almiron we all know Almiron's had mm. an unbelievable season do you see my goal against Fulham <laughs> shout out to goal Santiago <laughs> Munez sorry continue <laughs> Eight goals this season. He's just he's lift maker again for Newcastle this season. Unbelievable. Thriving on the better team. I think I said a few weeks ago. I think he's thriving on the better team. Mm. Haaland eighteen goals, twelve games. That is unbelievable. Mm. Some of that hasn't been seen in the Premier League before. You have to put him in your team. Surely Trossard for Brighton. I've mm. done with as well. I think Trossard has been unbelievable. Yeah, I've gone for Almiron. I've gone for Haaland. But I've gone for Brentford striker Ivan Tony as well, Kieran. Wow. Um, I think Ivan's been great this season. I think he's gone up a lo- he's gone up a level. Um, his movement's so clever. His his ability to find space in the box and his calmness around the box as well. Like, I th- I think he's just a fabulous player, Kieran. So that's why I've gone for Almiron, Haaland and Ivan Tony. Um, I don't know how he'd set that up. Maybe a diamond with Almiron in behind the two. But um, that's my team of the season, Kieran. I'll run through it real quick, will I? Yeah, this, this is for TikTok, of course. TikTok. In goal, Alison, you're going to see a picture of Alison now. Right back, Kieran Trippier, uh, centre halves of Sven Botman and Saliba, and then left back, Dan Bourne. A midfield diamond, I'm going to call it a diamond now, with Bruno Gamares, Granite Xhaka, Kevin De Bruyne, and Miguel Amiron playing behind the front two of Erling Haaland and Ivan Tony Kieran, your team of the season, real quick. Um, I've gone for Pope Francis, Reese James. <laughs> um, Saliba Sven Botman Cancelo and then I've gone Odegaard Partey De Bruyne very balanced midfield that's what I like about it I've gone for a front three of Almiron Trossard and Haaland <laughs> got it right that time we do of course Cran have shouts from the only fans faithful regarding players in half season etc we'll just brush through them real quick um, for this worth by the way my player season so far Bruno Gamares manager of the season I'll come out of the hell because I don't want to give it to Arteta and uh, yeah so we'll look through what people have said for player of the season so far for most surprising player of the season Kieran who's your most surprising player I think Miguel Merrill yeah surely it's quite easily in Um, but yes we will look at the shouts real quick 
Gaz, Gaz, Gary Vav says, um, player of the year so far, Odegaard, surprising player, Miguel Almiron, and he still thinks he won the league. Uh, David Dunwoodley says, um, Miguel Almiron, player of the season so far, Granit Xhaka, most surprising player for Arsenal, and he says, hopefully, hopefully City will still win the league. Dave says, Haaland, player of the year, Almiron, most surprising. And Dave, like yourself, is saying Arsenal for the league. Eno says, Haaland, for player of the year, Almiron, player of the year, and City to win the league. So there is a bit of Ben Casey, shout out to Ben's sister. Um, Almiron, player of the year. Uh, Martinez, for surprise, and City to win the league. Lisandro Martinez, I think he's talking about there. Um, Dan saying, Saliba, player of the season. Shaka, most surprising player of the season. And Arsenal to win the league. An Arsenal fan, I'd say, Mm. yeah. Um, And David Mullery saying, Erling Haaland, player of the year. Almiron from Osprey and City to win the league. So I think the general consensus is Haaland, Almiron, and then City. there's still a bit of a divide between City, City and Arsenal. Yeah. It's a tough one. I think that'll remain until they go away clear. But yeah, um, yeah that's 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 the league wrapped up, Adam. We're, we're done. League wrapped up. We're it done is. until Christmas. Thankfully, thankfully. Kieran, moving on now to our final around the world. So you're gonna count me down, Kieran, I suppose. Yes, I will. Daft Punk at the ready. I'll count you down now. Uh, three, two, one. In Germany, Union Berlin fall two. Fifth place following a 4 1 loss away to Freiburg. Bayern go into the World Cup top four points clear ahead of Freiburg in second. In Spain, a loss for Sevilla last Wednesday at home to Real Sociedad. See Sevilla drop into the bottom three. In Italy, AC Milan leave it late as a 94th Nikola. Malinkovic on goal was enough to give them a narrow 2-1 victory over Fiorentina on goal of fucking sneeze Atalanta and Inter play out game of the weekend as, as an Edin Dzeko double is enough to give Inter a 3-2 away win Napoli remain top on 41 points I'm really going to sneeze it doesn't matter you still have to <laughs> a clear of AC and lastly in France a late Moses Simon equaliser saved nonce from a home defeat having been 2-0 down to AC Ajaccio oh god save nonce that's it Adam that's it 57 seconds wow I really need to sneeze there at one point Kieran it's gone now it's gone now that's our last around the world in 60 seconds of the year Kieran how do you feel I feel incredibly sad that it's ending (laughs) moving on now to our last get it out of the year Kieran we're not doing that either no it's the last get it out of the year out until the new year Gary Vav, what was the final score in the FAI Cup final 2022 between Shells and Derry City? 4 0, Gary, to Derry on the day. How, do you, um, how does that make you feel? I, I feel alright about it. Like, I mean, the year before, Bowles lost on penalties, which, I mean, just to bring it up to Gary. Um, we also beat Bowles on the way to the final 3 0. Jack Moylan blew a kiss to the away fans, Gary. I know you're listening to me because you weren't at the game, because you don't travel to away games. But, anyways, Gary Vav says, where do you expect Ronaldo to go? I think back to Italy on a free I think they have lots of aging players there like Zlatan so. mm. makes no sense it's a really tough one I think um, I wouldn't be surprised if he got a move to the likes of China or um, Australia he still wants to play at a high level which is the thing So he might go back to Lisbon could go back to Lisbon to be fair Cook, definitely that's a good show yeah. uh, Woodley says since it's a hot topic World Cup Biscuit Edition oh my god that's a great show and I th- do I hear Baking bad special during the World Cup. I mean, potentially. 
if 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 the one for that is there, if you want me and Kieran to review the this season, I think the finals on tomorrow of the Great British Bake Off during the World Cup, we will, we absolutely will do it. Um, yeah, let us do. Let us know. Yeah. Um, regarding a, a World Cup of biscuits, that'd be something I'd be interested in. But I think we'll need much more preparation <laughs> than we do now. Um, but we will definitely consider. I want to get Gareth Noon on for that. Um, Garrett Hunt says what type of cocktail are every Premier League team again another question I'd have liked to have prepared for to be honest yeah. um, I'm going to go with sex on the beach though um, I'm going to give it to Newcastle this year yeah nice and flashy you know full of substance full of quality um, and a sexy team altogether in terms of playing style <laughs> right is what I mean interesting <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have nothing else to comment on that. You have, you, have to no, give one I, you have to give one cocktail. One cocktail. I only like sex on the beach. I don't really drink cocktails. Say, uh, yeah. um, Mojito is, is nice. It's a bit minty. I'll give I, it to, I, I'll I, give it to uh, Wolves this season. If you don't like... If you, <laughs> I was going to say, if you don't like mojitos, you can just give it to someone to show Ian says, favourite song by The Undertones. Is that The Undertones? Teenage Kicks. That's, 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 that's the only one I know. Um, Ian says, if you had to move to an island and could only eat one cereal forever, what would it be? Oh, good show. I think Weetabix. I think it has that balance of... Uh, Jesus Christ. It, it, no, it, it'll keep you alive. Like that's. I think I said this in the podcast before. I don't think that's the point, though. But, but like Weetabix has that fine balance. Fibre and substance. Fibre, substance. Mm. Um, you could eat five or six bricks of it and you'll, and you'll get through the day. Oh, God. What about you? <laughs> I, I, do you know what I'm really vibing with Weetos at the minute so do you know the chocolate there, there's no substance in Weetos though I, yeah but I enjoy them I don't give a fuck about substance it's something that I you're enjoy you're trying to survive here what do you mean you're trying to survive you have an unlimited amount of supply of, of milk and cereal you you would survive on an island it's not like it's going to be one think... it's not like it's going to be one bottle of cereal to keep you alive for the rest of your life like. I don't think Weetos Weetos won't keep you alive though in my opinion like, in what sense though I think you'll die if you keep eating Weetos uh, Ian says Biggie Smalls are two pack. Um, I'm gonna stir up the two pack fans, Biggie. Yeah, no, I think I think Biggie's the right answer for me. I'm a big fan of uh, Biggie Smalls. Yeah, mm. I actually like two pack more, but I just you're such a dope. Um, Ben Casey says shout out to Ben's sister, of course. Says for as he rooster Brady's. <laughs> ben enjoys it. Sorry. Uh, well, I hope he does. For as he rooster Brady's in minute. Um, Not for you. I know the question that you addressed to me. Roost has nicer food, but Brady's is better crack. Brady's is better crack than I like. Dave Murray says, "What is the best football movie slash TV series ever?" Um, I'm a big fan of Bender Like Beckham, um, and I just think it's a good story overall. I think Goal is up there, and I think Escape to Victory. Escape to Victory is a good show, and that concludes. What could potentially be our last get it out of the season? Our last podcast ever. <laughs> yes. Stay tuned. Um, thanks for joining us as ever. Um, another spoof filled episode. Um, me and Kieran are, of course, only getting started with our one of two podcasts this week. So do tune in to episode 16, the Ivan Tony, Tony Fans 2, uh, and the World Cup special will be out on Friday. Touchwood, please, God. Yeah, follow Instagram, follow Twitter, follow the socials. Lots of stuff coming up on the World Cup. I want to throw as much shit on there as possible. And TikTok as well, Kieran. 
yeah so there'll be lots of recycled content up there if you want to endure us any longer than yeah. you already have to um, but yeah thank you everyone we'll leave it there so we'll leave it there so